you know, when you can't get your armpits waxed, but you don't want to shave them, and you move just a little bit, and you start sweating, and it's just, like, gross, you know that, okay, maybe not, um, anyways, maybe I should shave my armpits, I definitely stop doing that, because if you guys don't know, shaving is really not good for the skin, shaving is not good for the skin, it makes your skin black, maybe if you're not white, I don't know, this is only based off of trial and error for me, I have darker skin, obviously, so that's why. Sorry, that was kind of a disgusting introduction, um, but I'm a couple of days late on this episode. Um, you know, as I've said to you guys, welcome back to Sassy Sandwich with Three. If you're a new listener, just want to bring you up to speed here. Um, this episode is supposed to be released on a Sunday, okay? The, by the time you're going to be listening to this, is going to be a Wednesday. Or maybe it's a Sunday if you're a late listener and you happen to be listening on a Sunday. Um, what I can tell you, though, okay, what I can tell you is I don't have a therapist. I don't really think I need one. But then I started this podcast and turns out talking for me is a form of therapy. And for most people, it's a form of, I don't know, draining, drainage, exhaustion, um, how do you say, como se dice, um, annoying, if you guys talk out loud. So here's the thing. Um, I wanted to dedicate today's episode to one of the best jobs I've had. Um, and that would be telefunding at school. Um, and so how do I even, where do I even begin with this, right? So let me just let me just dive right into it. You know, I've talked about telefunding before. Many people who know me um, know this has been a big part of my life um, and know that I've I truly am a diehard fan of this job. And you won't believe it. But the job is cold calling where you're talking for four hours. <laughs> right? What did you expect? Um, but I will say, I will say, before I get into it, you know, before I get into cold, uh, before I get into what my job is, you know, I want to tell you kind of the lead up to it. I want to give a shout out to anyone who is listening from Telefunding. Miss you guys. Really, really am sad. And I know I'm not going to have closure ever knowing that the day I walked out of Telefunding was my last day. I had no idea. Um, and, um, you know, it's truly crazy the amount of lack of closure people are going to have with um, corona and the way people are going to find that closure over time, you know, especially if you're a senior, especially if there's multiple things going on, etc. It's wild to see how all this is going to transform, transpire, okay? Um, so how did I get into telefunding? Now, I had a friend of mine, Josephine, she's from Denmark. Um, Josephine, if you're listening, big shout out to you. Um, she, I had taken this class, I met Joe, um, in a class that I took as a general ed called geology, okay? I took the class because as many of you know, I'm not a science person. I took regular biology in high school. I didn't take that AP crap. I'm not about that lifestyle. I knew from day one that I was not going to be a doctor, that I didn't care about science, Big respect and big ups to anyone who does because it's hard, but it's not for me, okay? 
So I was like, I got to take a GE in college that fulfills my science requirement. So I took geology because how hard can rocks be? It's rocks, guys. It's rocks. How hard can it be? It's just a rock. It's just, okay, phosphorus. Oh my God, this gives me PTSD. For anybody who knows, who knew me during that time, I hated that class with, I got a C in that class. I barely passed because I, it's hard guys. Like every rock looks the same, but there's one slight difference and the names are all scientific and there's like a lab component to it. Granted, I was texting maybe half the time in the class. That's not the point. Okay. Point is the class was damn tough, but okay. But, um, I only got through the class because of the friends I had, which was Joe, BB, Natalie. We were kind of a science group together. We had Friday afternoon labs, which was just horrible. Um, and Ray was our lab um, professor, but he was really cool. He was just like this. He had a PhD, but he had like typical California um, blonde highlighted hair like from the sun because he was out surfing four times a week. Um, down to his ears like right to his neck and he kind of was like what's up guys like cool cool guy Ray like just such a chiller he was a great a chiller um, and he loved us he loved us and we loved him too he was a sweetheart um, anyways so uh, you know that class was very painful and I hated it uh, looking back into my college career, but my friend Josephine came out of it. Okay, great, awesome friend of mine. And um, she was working, she had an on-campus job at this telefunding center. I knew about it, but I hadn't really explored it because I was working at the study abroad office at the time. So when I started college, I took up a lot of minimum wage jobs to kind of pay for gas and pay for you know, hanging out with friends and ordering my own makeup. Like I just wanted my own petty cash. Okay. So I would do these part-time jobs. So I, uh, used to babysit kids a lot. Then the kids started getting a little racist. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Not really. They were all sweet kids, all military families. Um, you know, but so I would do that. The military families were very, very interesting to meet their families and the journeys these families go through. Um, you know, like over the period of time, like they have to move so often and all of that stuff. That's not the point. The point is I was working at the study abroad office and then I went to go study abroad myself. Now everyone makes fun of me because I talk about Japan all the time. Whatever. I went to Japan. It was great. I cried when I left, etc. I come back. I'm like, okay, Rhea. I need my job, right? What am I, what job am I going to have? I didn't have any money when I came back. I had spent it all in Japan. Um, and I was like, okay, like I need to reestablish my life back in the States. So I came, I emailed the study abroad office. Um, I emailed them, um, when I was in Japan or when I had returned and I was like, Hey, uh, just wondering if you guys still have a spot for me. I'm back. What up? Homegirl's back, etc. And, um, they were like, yeah, we'll let you know. We're making some changes, blah, blah, blah. So a couple weeks go by and um, they, uh, a couple weeks go by and uh, they respond back to me. They didn't really say anything. And then I emailed them again. They were like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like your job's taken. See you later. I was like, great. Now I got to find another job. 
So I don't remember where I was applying or what I was doing at the time. Um, but I saw an email, Telefunding sends out an email every, um, couple of whatever, every couple of, like, every semester to be like, hey, applied telefunding is the highest on-campus paying job, uh, flexible hours, fun work environment, like, they really had a huge marketing pitch around it, and I knew my friend was in it, so I texted her, and I said, hey, you know what, I don't have a job, I'm gonna apply here, so I applied, I had a phone interview with, uh, this guy, Nick, who, um, is one of the dopest coolest guys who I'm sure is listening to this right now um and I had a phone interview with them and um I obviously crushed the phone interview obviously just kidding and um I got the job so what is so then I started in February ended up like just uh loving it just loving it so how do how do I what do I what is telefunding okay telefunding is Every university has this. Major political campaigns have this. It's basically sales on the phone, okay? So you, like, for example, in the universities, when there are current current students, parents are called, alumni are called, big donors, etc., right? And we're not talking undergraduate. We're talking if the school has a law school, if the school has a master's program, if the school has a business school. You're calling every single person from A to Z, and it's a huge list, and it's an automated system. So we would start at like 6, like shift would start at 5.30. You warm up your vocals for 30 minutes, and it's a really fun bonding experience because you basically get to know you're in a huge it's like a, it's like a cubicle like it's a whole room and there's cubes and there's headsets in every cube so you just have to sit there and you have to call people for four to five hours right it's a four and a half hour shift three and a half hour shift and obviously like a job like that does not sound appealing to the majority of the people because it's hard like and it's exhausting and talking to people is very tiring sometimes and especially if you've had a long day like for me in college I would wake up go to school I would do the whole like um dawn to dusk is that correct anyways point is it has a very high turnover rate. So there's many people who start and quit within the first two weeks because they're like, holy shit, like I cannot call all these people, okay? And like ask people for money. It makes people sick. It, I love it. I could not love it more. I literally couldn't love it. I only love it because I'm good at it though, right? Because you get on the phone, you build a rapport. People, I think what I've learned from the job, and I'll get into the details more, but I think what I've learned from, like I think this job has really taught me more than any other job could have. You learn how to talk to people on the phone. You talk to at least 50 people, not even 50, maybe like 25 people a night out of 25 people. I personally would get like 10 pledges easy, not trying to brag, but I mean, that's average people. Average person would get around two to five, two to seven pledges in like a night or something. Okay. And so what you basically do is the whole point of this center is to call and be like, hey, we're raising money for scholarships, we're raising money for programs. You know, there's golf alumni who you call and they give back to the university and they, many people are obviously annoyed on the phone when you call them, but most of, some of, like not most, but there's people who know what the call is about, obviously, and are more than happy to give and want to give to universities. And I think that's what surprised me the most 
is that there are people who are like, oh yeah, I really want to give a recurring payment of $300 every six months. And you're like, what? You know, because you don't expect it. But this is very real. There's a lot of research that goes behind it. There's a lot of like particular crafting that goes behind how you approach a certain alumni or certain parent. And it's really just about making it sound natural and understanding I think at the end of the day you're not you know you gotta kind of I don't know I think at the end of the day you have to realize human beings are human beings right like it doesn't really matter you you gotta make it just seem like they're making a difference which they are and that you know you have to seem relatable you have to seem like I'm in your shoes I feel you I understand you but I am doing this because I believe in my purpose and I think you should also be giving back to the university because of blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you got to just kind of play the field a little when you're on the phone. And But that's the way to do it. And because it's, and I don't know, you know, it's dependent on so many things in telefunding because it depends on the time. Like one time, this is the funniest thing, one time I called a recent graduate alumni. I don't remember her name, but... I called her and she had moved to San Francisco. She was a few years out of college. And I was like, hey, it was a random like Thursday night or something or a Wednesday. And she was like out in the city. It was like 830. And I was like, hey, like my name is Rhea. I'm calling from USD. I just wanted is this like so and so. And she's like, hey, homegirl was plastered. She was completely drunk on the phone. And she was like, oh, my God, it's my school, blah, blah, blah. She was like, what do you, do you guys want money? And I was like, hey, yeah, we're just, you know, calling to fundraise, blah, 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 give my little spiel. She was so drunk. I think she pledged like $100 and just read me her credit card number. I don't even know if she remembers, but thank you for your gift. Um, And so it's like, you know, it's all about, I think many, I always wonder, like, is telefunding all luck? Because a lot of the times... It's about when you catch that person, at what time, um, what state they're in, how financially stable are they. It's all about the mindset, right? If you get a big bonus that day or a week ago and your phone and you happen to call that person at that time, they're more likely to give. But if they just had a baby or if they just blah, 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 you know, and they're thinking about this or if something, if they just ordered like all this stuff online, they're like, I can't right? I mean, then they're in a different mindset. And so at that point, it's up to you to be able to convince them. Or I don't know, I just feel like it's I don't really know if it's luck or skill or both. I'm assuming it's both because I don't think everything can be luck. But um, yeah, you know, I think the highest gift I've ever gotten on the phone was probably like, oh, I've gotten like $1,500. And I got that like multiple I think I, I raised it was really fun. I mean, I raised like, close to $40,000 myself in two weeks and that's like a full year's tuition for one kid um you know this is the bragging episode somebody damned me and was like this is Remington he was like hey can you make a podcast about what it's like to be number one so here you are Rem this is what it's like to be number one it rocks it rules um and it's super fun so and I think this is really the epitome of like when you enjoy a job. I truly loved, my boss was awesome. He was younger, so he was the perfect mix of like being a boss when he needed to be and being business when it's business and also having fun and kind of relating to us. So that was really awesome. 
and he's such a cool guy and I can't wait to grab a beer with him when this is all over um and you know having uh you know peers around you that are that you would have never met before because they're not in your classes and etc and I want to give a special shout out to uh Rafa who is my work hubby uh, which means that he and I are always singing reggaeton music and always talking in Spanish and having extremely, extremely not safe for work political discussions, which are totally not okay. And I apologize to anyone who had to hear him. But we had very different opinions, to be, to put it out there. Anyways, um, yeah, so that was work. Uh, telefunding is really great. It's a very important part of every institution. Um, you know, and it it's really just taught me life skills on how you got to converse with people. Um, have I ever had anyone mean on the phone? I've definitely had some assholes on the phone for sure. Um, but I remember this one time. I've only cried one time. I'm, you have to be very thick skinned for sure. Cause you're going to get people who say crap like, oh, you know what? Oh, sorry. This is a San Diego number. I thought it was my daughter. I'm actually about to get into my Uber. Can I call you later? Somebody else goes, I'm about to get onto my flight. Um, can I, I'm actually in a meeting. Um, I'm like, oh, you're in a meeting and you answered the phone in the meeting. Good one, bud. Like what? I don't know. People just say whatever they want to say. Um, and what else? What's another one? People say, People say things like, um, people would say things, uh, you know, like, oh, um, you know, yeah, I don't have any money or, oh, people would say unemployed. We had a rule that it was DUI. If there's been a death, if they're unemployed or there's an, wait, is it death, unemployed illness? Yeah. Death, unemployed illness. You don't ask for money. You, we're human beings. Okay, guys, we're not savages out here asking for a million bucks on the phone um but yeah it was such an awesome job and I truly truly miss it and uh you know I really wish I could have another day on the phones um but you know I think this quarantine's good because it saved me from a lot of crying I'm very bad with closure and things ending and you know uh yeah, that's a huge week. I don't know if it's a weakness. Maybe I'm just really emotional. But um maybe LOL I am. Um but yeah, I think it saved me from a lot of upsetness and I don't know what. So it's a weird time we're living in. Um but I'm sure I'll be back to the to the, to the team and see kind of how things have changed and what's going on. Um but yeah, besides that, telefunding's pretty dope. Met a lot of awesome people. Um, and it, what's another thing? Oh, the time I cried on the phone. Yes. So, uh, I had called somebody. Uh, and I remember where I was sitting. I think it was like almost kind of early in the shift. Well, yeah, it was before sunset. Um, and, uh... Sorry, I'm looking at my arm because I feel like it's getting way fatter than it was. Dude, what is happening? Bro, quarantine is cellulite on my arms. Okay, anyways. Um so this woman. I um was asking her for money doing my usual spiel, and uh she says, Hey, you know what? I was in fundraising at USD. 
I was like, oh, awesome. So you know how important it is. You're one of us. She goes, no, you know what? I just, I really can't afford it right now. She started getting kind of stern with me. And I was like, you know, and look, it's our job to ask three times. The managers listen on the phone calls. I've been binged, pinged before or busted, as one would say, uh, because I um, wasn't asking three times because it's very easy to just hang up after the first ask, but you can't do that. And uh, so I was just like, okay, uh, well, you know, I understand. And so you're in fundraising, so you know how important it is. So, you know, of course, if you can't give $100 and maybe a one-time gift of $50, uh, it's tax deductible, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you give back? She goes, Kate, you are really not hearing me right now. And you obviously don't understand the word no. And you obviously don't understand what it's like to talk to people and she started attacking me personally she wasn't like you know hey I can't do it right now please stop she was like you are incompetent you can't do that's kind of what I was hearing right there's a saying that you know people don't hear what you say people he people hear what you tell them or some some something like that which is like you can say what you say but people are going to hear it differently so maybe she was saying something she was saying something but it sounded like she was attacking me and I was like, okay, thank you. And I just teared up and walked out and started crying. And I don't know. I th- Nick was such a sweetheart. He was like, Rhea, don't worry about it. And we watched the sunset. And we did a little bro fist bump. And uh, went back in, sucked up the tears, got on the phone, got another five pledges. That's the way, bro. That's the way you got to do it. It's bounce back city. So um, anyways, you know, it's 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 really taught me a lot. I would come and spend a lot of time in there and we were all really, I felt like it was a close environment and I really enjoyed my time there. Um, You know, and it was one of the best experiences I had in my college career and if I had never gotten the no from the other job, I would have never applied here. And I guess that's kind of the way I'm looking at life now is, you know, trying to apply for jobs after college and be like, okay, you know, everything happens for a reason. Look at the way this turned out. I applied to go to Singapore for study abroad and I really wanted to go there and, um, you know, I didn't get in and, um, I was super devastated for a really long time, but I ended up going somewhere I felt like was even better with even better people. And if things hadn't worked out the way it did, then certain things wouldn't have happened. And, you know, of course everything has an effect, but, um, it's wild how all of that works, and I'm just trying to have a positive attitude towards the end of all this, even though it is tough, and I suggest that you guys do the same, although my suggestions are crap, so maybe, maybe you know, if you want to be negative, be negative, but it's really insane. The, um, the energy you put out in this world and what you get back is very delicate, so be careful the way you manifest things you know the law of attraction is very powerful speaking of law of attraction I recently have uh, my phone is set on military time because I didn't know military time when I went to Japan and all the trains were in military time so I had to learn it so I changed my phone to military time and I never changed it back and I my cousin when I met her in January she was telling me Ria I see these numbers 1111 all the time 333 like on the phone and I was like you know what this is your angels trying to tell you something I'm very spiritual so if you feel like I'm talking about some bullshit just think it's a fairy tale but I, I believe in this you know that if you see these numbers repeating 
um, all the time that you that it's like a sign like someone's trying to tell you something you have angels who are trying to protect you like I, I believe in this and for the past maybe month I the same thing has been happening to me which I feel like is even more unlikely because I'm in military time so I'm in like I'm see like 1818 I see 1111 all the time I'll see like 0110 like I just saw 111 I'll see 1111 I'll see 333 I'll see 444 um, or whatever, like 1414. Um, so I see this pattern, repeated pattern every single day. I'll see it on my phone. I'll see it on the microwave. I'll see it, um, you know, on my laptop. And I'm like, well, what the heck does this mean? Who's trying to tell me what, you know? Um, and so I don't know, I'm going to do some research. I think the key to trying to understand the spiritual world is meditation always and I do absolutely none of it these days but when I used to meditate oh my gosh my spirituality was popping off um I was just receiving messages left and right call me crazy but anyways so I'm so excited as well because I do have a brand new sponsor who I will be uh talking about in the forthcoming episodes um I this podcast has been out less than a year and I already have uh and very inconsistent by the way but I have a sponsor, and now that I have a sponsor, I um, I'm going to um, start post talking about them and posting about them, and I really love what they do, so I'm very excited uh, to be sponsoring them. Um, and you know, it's very in- my podcast's been very inconsistent as well, and people still text me all the time and say. Um, and say, uh, you know, oh, I listened to your episode of this, I was taking a break, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I always think, man, it's so useless that I'm even doing this podcast, like, who even listens to it? But guys, can I just read you this? You, I, if you, I want to give a special shout out to these people, because I had to send over my stats to uh, this company so they could, like, do my pricing appropriately. Um, and oh my goodness, it's insane. The countries in which, um, let me get a pop in for you. Hold on. Where is it? These are the countries in which there are people listening to this podcast. Are you ready? I know I've said this before, but I just feel like this is fake because I don't know that many people in these countries. Like, I think I know somebody, but I don't know someone in Ireland who in Ireland is listening to my podcast? What the heck? Insane. Um, okay, so these are the countries. Ready? Uh, Spain, Vietnam, Brazil, Denmark, Belgium, Ireland, Germany, Republic of Korea, uh, Norway, Italy, uh, India, USA, Japan, um, France, Canada, Portugal, UK, Um, but yeah, I think it's insane that this many people listen to this podcast. I really hope it's true and not fake news. And if you do, thank you so much to you. Please reach out to me. Um, if you can, my Instagram is Rhea Pandit. Um, so send me a DM if you listen to it, because I would love to talk to you guys. Um, if you are listening to this and if I don't know you, um, but thank you so much. And, I'm glad I was able to get this out on time. Uh, Actually, it's not on time. It's definitely late. Uh, But thanks so much, guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Stay positive. uh, Stay healthy. 
and I will check in with you guys hopefully this coming Sunday. Peace.